Let's talk websites and SEO. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAM player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, as always, ready to dish out some actionable, practical advice. Things that you can start putting to work right away for your voiceover business to help you grow and be more successful. Before we dive into this week's episode, I've got Two quick favors I'd like to ask. First, if you've been enjoying the podcast, particularly the new series with all of these different interviews from so many amazing people giving so much good information, would you do me a favor and share a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast? A five-star review would mean so much to me, so thank you for doing that. And also, let me know that you are listening. Share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Mark Scott. I always love to see who's listening. So this week I brought in a very special guest to talk about a topic that makes my brain hurt. Voice actors ask me all the time about SEO, and I tell them the same thing all the time. I just can't. I don't know anything about SEO. And by the time I finished doing this interview, I was reminded once again why I don't even try to wrap my brain around SEO and why it is something that is best left to the professionals. But that's not the only thing we're talking about. Yes, you're going to get some practical strategies for SEO that you can do on your own. Yes, you're also going to learn how expensive it can be to really dive deeply into SEO. But you're also going to get some really great tips for your website. Whether or not you have somebody else do it, you're still going to have some tips on the content that you need to include and and some things that you need to think about when it comes to the design. I know you're going to enjoy this episode and I know you're going to learn a lot. My guest today really needs no introduction because chances are you've already worked with her. And if you haven't, you should. She's a world traveler who also happens to speak several languages. She codes, she designs, she manages. She's forgot more about SEO and web development than you and I could ever hope to know. And best of all, she does it while being a mom and apparently living through renovations. Welcome to the show, Karen Barth of Voice Actor Websites. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Very excited to dive into this with you. You really don't need an introduction because we all are very familiar with you, but there is one question that everybody wants to know. Do you sleep? I don't sleep. I really don't sleep. I wish I got more sleep. That's kind of what I thought, but, you know, we we wanted to put it out there just in case. It's because (laughs) we're too busy breaking our websites or wanting new things on our websites or Everybody's got a deadline of yesterday, and I'm guessing that's all part of the problem. But uh, we we should all work harder to contribute to your ability to get some sleep. Well, I do it with love. I know you do. (laughs) 
So let's do this. We're building a website for our voiceover business. We know that on our website, we need our demos. We know that we need some form of contact information. What are some of the other sections that you think are essential that a voice actor needs to be putting some thought into, uh, maybe before they even talk to you? That way, they've got a little bit of a roadmap or they've got a little bit of a content strategy that they can bring to the table, which would ultimately make the life of the developer a little bit easier. What are those sections? So I think first you need to identify your goals when you're going to build a site. Is it an extension of your business card? Meaning, are you sending people to your site or do you want to be found via search? So those are two very different websites. So depending on which route is the route you want to go, there would be a different list. But I would say the most important thing is for people to have the ability to hear you and hire you on your site. So you need to have pro demos, uh, a contact section, your phone number and email front and center. If you have videos, that's really helpful from a user standpoint. People want to see your voice in action. And also, people digest media in different ways. So if you have video content, that's helpful. It also helps for SEO because the longer you get somebody to stay on your site, the better. So um, that's great to have. Testimonials are nice. Just like when you go buy something on Amazon and you you see the five yellow stars, gold stars, you're either like, oh, somebody made a purchase. They had a good experience. Uh, People like to see those things, whether they read them or not. It's just psychologically, uh, it helps. And then logo list of clients or naming clients. Some people, when they're starting out, they don't have a lot of content. And they're like, oh, how do I fill in my website so it doesn't feel so barren? I don't look like I don't have anything. Um, to put on my site. So you could put together a list of descriptors of your voice, like a vocal profile, what age ranges you do. You could put information about your studio set. You know, everybody's looking for people with studios. Yep. You have to you have to have a pro studio. Um, so if you list some of your, whether they understand what those things are or not, uh, it fills in your site and it looks good. And then you could do the genres that you voice or want to voice, whether you have a demo for it or not. You're open to all these different types of genres and a contact section. Those are some good starting points. So one of the things that you said, I want to make sure that I clarify this. Uh, We're kind of talking about, are you building a website to actively market or are you building a website to passively market? I think those would be the terms. So actively market would be, I'm going to reach out to people via email and social media, and I'm going to try to drive traffic to my website. I'm going to give them a link, get them to click. Hopefully, they go visit my website. Whereas a passive strategy would be a little bit more where I'm going to build a website for SEO and hope that people find me in doing searches for voiceover, voice actors, specific types of voice, whatever you decide to optimize your site for SEO-wise. Is that is that fair? couldn't have synthesized it any better. All right. So that's where determining your goals makes a big difference then because you have to decide, am I building this to actively market? Am I building this to passively market? So let's dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you think one strategy is better than the other? Um, I think it depends on what are you comfortable with. If you're a go-getter and you have no problem reaching out to people and, you know, cold calling, emailing, you're good at it, you've taken your course... Uh, you know how to do it right, then I think, you know, you're, you already have a good path and you're, you're good at it and that provides, uh, provides you with opportunities, great. If you want to do, you want to have kind of like not all eggs in one basket and do it, you want people to find your site via search, 
then a website that's more robust is great to have. I just, I think a lot of people think of SEO and they're like, oh, just put some some random words on the back of my website and I'm good to go. It does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It's definitely a marathon and not a sprint. And it takes money. And people don't understand what all goes into it. So I don't think it's right for everybody. I think you can start out with having just a site that's kind of an extension of your business card and add content to it over time. And then at some point, shift and have it do both for you. It would be nice to think, like, in a perfect world, we would all love to be able to create a website that we just throw up there on the interwebs. And, you know, all of a sudden, dozens of people start finding us and emailing us and asking us for auditions or bookings every single week because our SEO is so great. But, yeah, it doesn't really work that way as much as we would like it to. So since we're we're moving on this SEO topic, let's let's start at the very beginning before we get too deep into it. Give us the... What what is it when you go into the store and you see the complete idiot's guide or the you know the dummies books? Give us give us SEO for dummies. Just that a basic description for those who maybe don't fully understand what SEO is. SEO is really broken up into two major umbrellas. One is anything you could do on your site to help your SEO, and the other is off-page SEO. Uh, I'll start with off-page since it's pretty short. Uh, the single most important thing to get for um, to get good off-site SEO is to get relevant and contextual backlinks. What the heck are relevant and contextual backlinks? <laughs> <laughs> Very fancy term. So it's not, it's when a website links to your site. So if, um, and, and it has to be, like I said, it has to be relevant. So if uh, the pet groomer down the street links to you, then you're getting a link from their site to your site. But is that relevant? No, like you're doing VO. But if you have a website with a page dedicated to, I do VO for pet stores, and they link to that page, that's super relevant. Okay. And so then it makes sense. Not all links are created equal. So if you, there's a domain authority score for every website. And the stronger your site is as far as links go, um, the more links they have linking to it, that makes your score go up or down. So if you have 5,000 links that are all linking from weaker sites, and then you maybe have 10, somebody else has 10 links from higher domain ranking sites, that site with the 10 links might outrank you for certain terms based on how powerful the links that link to you or to them are. Sorry. So... Let me explain that a little bit better because I think that was a little confusing. <laughs> and this is it, why SEO makes my brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm talking, I realize this is not overly helpful. But you know um, what? This is really good because I think that there are a lot of people that just assume that they can just, you know, type some stuff on their website or whatever and boom, I've got SEO. And I think it's actually good for people to hear that this is way more complicated than you think. And this yeah. is probably why you need to leave it to a professional. It, it takes a lot of strategy. It's not just, you know, you could throw money away really easily. You have to strategize. You have to see who your competition is for any given term. You have to see how many people are already ranking for it. You have to see, so like, your first thing I would do is I would make a list of terms I want to rank for. And then then there comes the research uh, side of it. Who do I need to, you know, outrank? How do I get to the top, you know, three to five slots? Um, and is it possible? Because sometimes you have sites like Voices or 
um, any of these voice one, two, three, whatever it is that are on the top three slots, can they be outranked? Yeah, they can. We've done it. But that's a lot more work than just going after a term that some other voice actor is ranking for that maybe you could outrank, possibly. So defining what your your keywords are. And then, I mean, we kind of shifted. We were talking about <laughs> what what is SEO. Um, but let me just talk about the, the backlinks one more time. So Every site has a logarithm, or sorry, um, domain authority score, like I was saying. So your score might be, most voice actors are between a 1 to a 10. And the logarithmic meaning, the scale between 1 to 2 is, is, it's much easier to go from a 1 to a 2 than, let's say, a 10 to an 11. The increments between each variable get larger and larger. Okay. So if you have a site like... I don't know, CNN or Wikipedia or a site that's, you know, got millions of links linking to it, um, that's a high domain ranking authority score. So it has, um, so those might be in the 90s. So if you have one site like that linking to you, then that's worth, you know, thousands of little links. Right. So where you get the link matters. And, but it's better to have some links some links are better than none, basically. So just to jump off of that, then, let's say there's a lot of voice actors that are creating YouTube videos. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of voice actors that have podcasts. There's a lot of voice actors that are obviously using various and assorted forms of social media. So mm-hmm. if you are putting your link in your YouTube description or if you're putting it in a podcast description, if you're tweeting out links to your to your website through LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever, are all of those counting then towards your domain authority score? So if you got a, a hundred videos on YouTube or you've got a hundred podcasts and and every one of them has a link to your website, like does that is that part of what's building this? It depends. Um, like everything with SEO, it depends. <laughs> There's no answer easy answers in SEO. <laughs> um, basically, it does help. It's so. Google's part relevancy engine, part popularity contest. Right. Basically, the more links you have linking to you, uh, the better. But some sites have something called a nofollow link. So that means anytime somebody links out of their site to another website, they don't pass along what we call in an industry link juice, which is basically passing along that authority. Yep. So it depends. Also, if you have, you know, uh, one site linking to you 100 times, that's not powerful. The more the ratio between the number of sites linking to you and the amount of links you are are closer to one another, the better you're going to rank. Okay. So but how do you somebody, get some of those outside links then? What are some strategies can, for getting some of those <laughs> from some of the other places? You can purchase them um, through somebody like us who have established relationships. You can... Well, the first thing you should do is probably Google yourself and see, just go and see what sites you're on that you might not even know you're on and see if you can get a link. That's one free way to do it. Another way to do it is if you have another website and you can link from that site to your site. You can link to a female voice talents website. If you want a voice different than mine, I recommend blah, blah, blah. Okay. And they can also link to you. That's nice. Not as powerful as a one-way link. That's a two-way link, meaning you guys link to each other. But it's better than not having any link. Right. So those are some some ideas. And we can talk about the on-page SEO that, you know, 
what's important for SEO as well, which is kind of where we started. Give us some of the um, basics because I, I know that yeah. I know that it gets complicated. This is why when people ask me about SEO, the very first thing I say is go do this. You guys offer like voice actor websites offers an SEO consult. I'm like, just go call them because I can't help you. I don't know. I know nothing. It, and and then just when I start to think that I know something, Google <laughs> goes and changes the rules anyway because right. they don't want everybody gaming the system. So that makes it even harder to, to keep up. So just give us some of the basics of the of the on page SEO. What are some things that we we could be doing on our own if we aren't using somebody to build our website at this point. Yeah. So first is determine the terms that you want to go after. So I would say write a list of the terms that you want to rank for and then work off that list. You'll never come up for any search if the words don't appear on your site. So if you don't have the word voiceover anywhere on your site, you'll never come up in, in the search for it. Google self-proclaimed mission is to organize the world's information. So if you have a one-page site, that houses all your information. As far as the algorithm's concerned, don't, I'm not talking about a, a, from a human standpoint, but from an algorithmic standpoint, that's not overly focused or organized. If you have a page dedicated to each genre of VO that you do, and on those pages you actually have text, because the search, the bots can't, or the algorithm doesn't take into account, you know, voice on video, it doesn't listen to demos. Uh, it doesn't have the ability to listen to demos. It doesn't look at pictures. I mean, you can attribute alt text to each image, which is helpful, but it doesn't replace text. So the number one thing is you need to start writing content. You need to identify the terms you want to go after. You need to write content surrounding those terms. You can either blog. You can either write content on a page. And then the headings on your page are effectively what you are trying to rank for. So like a one-page site typically has a heading like about me, videos, demos. You're not selling videos. Nobody's searching for about me. I know this sounds kind of off-putting, but, but it's true. Realistic. Yeah. We, we all do the same thing because it's what we see everybody else do. So it's what we assume we should do, but that's not specifically how it works. Right. It definitely doesn't work that way. And, you know, you're not trained to think that way, right? It's obvious that it's about section. How can you make that better? How can you make that heading better? You know, award-winning male voiceover talent. That's much more effective yeah. of a heading on a bio, if that's what you are, mm -hmm. um, than about me. Because there's keywords in there. And basically, the search engine or the algorithm is trying to figure out, what is this website about? If you attribute heading tags to your headings, um, I'm just going to go and say there's there should be one H1 tag on a page which is your main heading of the page. It should encompass exactly what the page is about. It takes the guesswork out for the algorithm. Boom, it knows what the page is about. Your H2 tags are secondary headings, like I was saying about me, testimonials, videos. That's not what you're selling, but that's what your one page has on it. So if you can make those headings more effective for search, you'll help your site be more visible for the words that you want to come up for. And effectively, if you have a one-page site, you know, anything under 800 words is considered thin with the algorithm. Under 500 words, it's not really paying any attention to you. So if you're going after something super competitive, like, say, commercial voiceover, and you mention uh, the name of your demo is commercial, and in your bio you have the word commercial in there once, and then you have, you know, all this other stuff on the page as well, but it's under 500 words of text. It's, are you going to come up in the search? Yeah, maybe on page 5,000, but you're not going to come up on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth page 
because you just don't have the, the content and it's not organized as far as the algorithm's concerned. So, you know, that's why I was saying in the beginning, what's your goal? Do you have an SEO-focused site or do you have an extension of your business card where you're sending people? So is it fair to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is it fair to say in the beginning at the very least, it's probably not realistic for most voice actors to go after an SEO site unless either A, they've got money to spend or B, you really know what you're doing and you have the ability to do a lot of this writing and, and all of that sort of stuff. Is, is that fair? Yeah. You know, if you, for sure, you start out with a one-page site and if you're good at writing and you enjoy writing, you can aim to be an SEO-focused site by blogging, for example. You can start writing content. You know, if you can do it once a month at the end of the year, you have 12 other pages. Twice a month, 24 extra pages. And each of those blogs would be dedicated to a very specific topic. So that's organized. Over time, yeah, you can evolve into an SEO site. But just starting out, probably not realistic. Probably not realistic. And the one thing that I wrote down that it made me laugh because, I mean, here, look, this is me admitting how stupid I am when it comes to SEO. When I was doing my own website, which wasn't all that long ago, H1 and H2, I didn't know they had anything to do with SEO. All I knew was that they displayed differently on my website, like H1 tags. If I made something an H1 tag, it was this massive font that looked like took up the whole page and looked ridiculous. So all of the tags on my website were like an H3 because from a design standpoint, it looked better. But I had no idea that that it mattered when it came to SEO. Yeah, I'm clueless. This is true. I so, see this all the time. Yeah, we you know we don't know what we don't know. There's one other thing I wanted you to address too because you mentioned it. I mean, first of all, I think that it is probably just about impossible for most voice actors to get any kind of SEO ranking for the term voiceover, just because there are companies that are literally spending tens of thousands of dollars to do this. But when it comes to voiceover, voiceover as one word or voice space over. So voiceover two words. Which one matters more or ranks higher or does it make a difference? It makes a big difference. Okay, see? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Two words is searched way more than one word and way, way more than hyphenated. So voice space over. So two words. So if you're writing for SEO. Now, does it hurt if you mm-hmm. had it both ways in an article? Does that help or hurt? As long as it doesn't look bizarre, okay. um, you know, meaning to whoever's reading it, if they read it then I would say using it in two different instances would be good. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, you know, make it crazy. But primarily, though, we want to focus on voice over as as two words. So what about some of the other ones? Voice actor, voice artist, voice talent, like those those are three, voice overist. You know, there's all kinds of different titles, job titles, whatever. It, voice actor, voice talent, voice artist, does one rank higher than another? Is there one that we should be putting a little bit more effort behind? So artist was actually the lowest of the three, and actor and talent were neck and neck. I can look it up if you want right now as we speak. That tells – I mean, that already tells us something right there, right? So these things that we don't think about because we just call ourselves whatever on a given day, but from an SEO standpoint, these things matter. So if you're using voice actor and you're using – voice over as two words, right? That makes a big Mm -hmm. difference from if you're using voice artist and voice over as one word, which is such a simple, subtle thing, Mm -hmm. but it actually can make a big difference. So 
let's dive into blogging just for a second. And I'm going to have Paul Strickwerda on the, on the podcast here in a few weeks, and we're going to talk about blogging okay. more. But from an SEO standpoint, you mentioned that blogging can be helpful. So are we talking about if we write a random post every now and then, if we write a post every few weeks, if, you know, once a month, like, is there a point where blogging helps, where blogging hurts, where blogging doesn't make a difference? Like, are there rules around that from an SEO standpoint to get the most bang for your buck, so to speak? So it doesn't matter how much you you write, meaning how many articles a month or a year you publish, just at the end of the, the year, you know, you have X amount more. So the more pages you have, the more robust your site is from a algorithmic standpoint. The search engine's like, oh, they have a lot of content surrounding this particular topic. So it's it helps your site rank for more keywords. You know, you can do two different types of blogs. I would not um, – so some people just want to, you know, do a blog about, well, this is what I've done in my day. This is what's new with me. Okay, that's great if you have, you know – followers that want to read about that stuff. But from an SEO standpoint, it would be beneficial if you either wrote content for a talent seeker or if you wrote content for, you know, fellow voice actors, which is what Pulse Recorder typically does. You know, when he started writing his blog, he had no idea how much it would help his SEO. It's insane. He has so many people that link to his blog. You know, they use it as a resource or they'll They'll mention it on social media because he's writing about a hot topic that everybody wants to know about. Yep. And people share it. And that's so helpful for SEO. You know, that's not what he's doing it for. He had no idea. Um, <laughs> but it yep. really it really is so helpful. And then if you're writing a, a blog about, you know, for something that somebody might search for, just like somebody might search on Google, like, how do I bake a carrot cake? People ask Google questions all the time. And yep. it, anything that you can think of that that somebody might ask related to VO, whether it's a fellow talent or a talent seeker, if you write an article about it, you're super relevant for that. And you can come up with a million different things to write about. So speaking strictly from SEO and not mm-hmm. from blogging for an audience, because those are, I think, two different things. From from an SEO standpoint, does consistency make any difference then? Or is it just as long as there's new content going up every once in a while it makes the Google bots happy. It is better to be consistent, but it's better to to do things. If you have to take a pause, take a pause. But if you're going to take a pause uh, from a user standpoint, don't have the date on your blog because then it looks like, oh, this person's out of business. If you haven't blogged in a year and then you pick yep. it up again, um, if they look back and there's a year gap or they look at your, your blog page and you're not actively blogging and they see, you know, 2020 is the last time you blogged, then they might question that. Is this person still in business? What's going on? Is this a part-time thing? Um, but don't write off writing for fellow talent because, like I said, that provides the backlinks yep. that you might not have. So, there. I, I mean, again, it's strategy, right? It's when yeah. determining what your end goal is and trying to figure out the best way to go about that. You've heard me say it a thousand times. Success is in the follow-up. You know that you're supposed to follow up. The problem is, what do you do? How does it work? What do you say? How do you do it without being annoying? How do you keep yourself top of mind? If you have ever asked any of these questions, I've got a new masterclass that is going to give you all of the answers. It's called Follow-Up Academy, and it is going to be happening live on Tuesday, November 16th, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. 
and that is going to be happening live via Zoom. This masterclass is probably going to be about two hours long, and among the things that we are going to cover, what follow-up is and why it's essential, what should a follow-up cycle look like, what do I say so I don't come across as being annoying, what kind of subjects and topics can I cover in follow-up messages, and then I'm going to give you actual strategies for both email and social media follow-up, including actual examples from my own emails and from my own social media. You're going to want to take this course if you've ever struggled with the follow-up. Follow-Up Academy, again, is happening live on Tuesday, November 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's available to the first 50 voice actors who sign up. If you're unable to attend live, don't worry. Sign up anyway. Everybody who signs up will get access to a video recording that you will be able to watch after the event is completed, and you'll be able to watch that as often as you would like. You can get all the details on Follow-Up Academy by visiting markscottcoaching.com. That's markscottcoaching.com. Again, it's happening live via Zoom, Tuesday, November 16th, 7 o'clock Eastern. But even if you can't attend live, sign up anyway, get access to the video. Details at markscottcoaching.com. Now, back to our show. I know you've touched on this, and I think I have an idea what the answer is going to be, but I get asked a lot about when I'm building a website, and I don't know why people ask me this stuff because I know nothing, but that's why I always send them to you. But one page that scrolls continuously versus having to click, you know, click a link to go to demos, click a link to go to contact, click a link to go to about. So you know what I'm saying? So one continuous scrolling page that just kind of has stuff on it or having every single aspect of the site on a separate page is one better than the other, or does it, again, depend on what your objectives are? It depends on your objectives, but if, if I'm taking the scenario that you're uh, presenting, which is a super long scrolly page versus, versus click to find the demos, I think that's a big mistake. I think your demos should be front and center. I don't think you should have a front forward-facing page with just a brand and then click this to hear my demos, click this to see my on-camera reel or whatever the split might be. The job of your site is to give the people the ability to hear you and hire you. Mm -hmm. You want to make that easy as possible, as fast as possible. People don't want to click. Producers, casting directors, sometimes they tell me, you got three seconds. If I have to scroll, I'm out. Yep. And they're like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just, you know, my day is packed. I don't have time for this. And I don't know if I'm just going to scroll for one second and find it or if I'm going to have to search. So make that as easy as possible for them to find your demos. I must be more generous because I always tell talent, you've got six seconds to get my attention. And you're saying that you've had producers <laughs> literally tell you it's like three seconds. But that's that's a product of the world that we live in now. Yeah. We have, we, yeah. we don't have attention span anymore. We're, our brains are fried. So we, we need it all really quick and, and really easy. Mm -hmm. So creating the extra pages, mm -hmm. the advantage then comes in like genre-specific pages. Is that is that fair? That's where you get the SEO advantage then? Yeah, any page that you're going to add significant amount of text to, because like I said, if you just have a page dedicated to uh, video content and there's no text, maybe from a human standpoint, they like that. They can just click on videos and they can see the videos. Um, but if there's no text on a page, then it doesn't offer you any SEO benefit and algorithmic you know, benefit. Like I was talking about separating out the pages. I want to clarify that if you separate out your pages, if you don't have text on it, it doesn't make a difference. We've talked about pages. I guess the other thing is websites. This is where I screwed up because, again, I didn't know what I didn't know. So 
I've got all these different websites thinking I'm smart because I've got everything separated on separate websites. And then, you know, when I finally sit down and have a conversation with you, you're like, Mark, you idiot. What are you doing? Why do you got so many websites? Why don't you have that all (laughs) together on one website? So I've got Mark Scott Coaching, which was a totally separate thing. So I thought it should be a totally separate website. Mark Scott VoiceOver, again, totally different thing, should be a totally different website. Vopreneur, the podcast, totally separate thing, totally separate website. And then I came to realize after finally having a conversation with you about this, that that was actually really dumb. And then I'm actually, I'm basically taking my SEO potential and just spreading it out all over the place rather than confining it all down into one place. So I would have been smarter to build one website, have a section cut off for coaching, have a section cut off for the podcast. Is, is that, that's right? It depends. There's my answer again for SEO. <laughs> it depends. Are you a politician? <laughs> Listen, I'm an honest woman. I'm not a politician. <laughs> it's just every answer feels like a diplomatic, well, you know, it could be this, but it could be that. You know, if you're linking from one of your, if all three of your sites are powerful and you're passing along authority from one of your sites to your other, there's benefits to that, right? There's that SEO backlink. You're passing authority from one of your other sites that's powerful to another one of your sites that's hopefully powerful. Yeah, collectively, your site would be giant if it had all the contents on it. Right. Um, And it would be a serious powerhouse from a keyword standpoint and from a relevancy standpoint. But there's benefits to having it separated out for you. So what about about for, for the voice actor then who is a voice actor? But maybe they also sing or they're they're a voice actor who also does on camera or a voice actor who also does theater or maybe they do on camera theater and sing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Would it be beneficial for them? Because some of them do have separate websites, you know, like I've got a site for my voice acting. I've got a site for my band or my singing or whatever. When we're thinking about that, is it better then to have and I know you're going to say it depends. Is it better to have. <laughs> Separate websites for each of our trades, so to speak, or one site, separate pages built that way? You already answered my question. (laughs) It depends. It depends. It's funny because I have, with all the people I work with, my team, we have a WhatsApp group. And when they ask me any question about SEO, they already chime in before I I answer and they type in. It depends. That's that's the going. Well, Um, you see. (laughs) All right. So it depends. It depends. Um, If you, you know, if your on-camera is definitely a different side of your business and, you know, when you land on a page, if you're you're selling your voice, then I'd say that needs to be on the homepage, front and center. If you're doing on-camera and you don't want them to see that you do VO front and center, then I would say keep them separated. But you can also do a split, you know, you can put both your your on-camera reel and your demos on the front page. You can also assign a your specific domain name to an internal page. So if it's Mark Scott on camera or MarkScottActor.com for the internal on-camera page, then they can type that in and it'll just take them to that one internal page. So I guess basically if you're going to have content words, text, then it would be beneficial to have them both on one site because it would be more robust and more powerful. And then you can blog about both aspects. If you're going to just have, a, well, 
from a budget also, it's cheaper to have one site. I was going to say, I guess that, that is certainly a factor. Yeah. If you build one site, it's way cheaper. Setting everything up and then just adding a page, wow, that's so much easier than setting up a whole new site. So from a budget standpoint, it's cheaper to just do one. So budget goals and objectives. Yeah. That's exactly. really what it comes down to. Okay. Talk to us about we've got our site. We've got our pages. We're creating our content. We're, we're doing all the things that we need to do to make the, the Google bots happy. Give us a little bit of an explanation of and a reason for the importance of responsive slash mobile friendly. Oh, yeah. So Google moved to a mobile first index. Well, it's been four years now, maybe more. Basically, it used to rank your site based on the experience on desktop. And now it ranks it on mobile first. And actually, Google had its most major algorithmic change since mobile first that started in June, which has changed the way we build sites altogether. The architecture is different. It's based on user experience. So um, how fast things load, how much things shift on a page, all these different little elements that before, cumulatively how fast your site loaded mattered, but now it's certain elements. And I can tell you all sites basically that were built prior to June are failing Core Web Vitals, which is this newest uh, algorithmic change. So we've been rebuilding sites lately. Um, going back to the mobile thing, a lot of people just are using their phones for everything. Yep. So you want it to be user-friendly. You want it to be easy to find your demos. You want me to be able to hear them readily on the device. Um, how do I contact you quickly? Do I have to scroll? Like if you were saying, if I have a one-page site that's super scrolly, imagine how long that is on mobile. Yep. Because you know something that would fit in one horizontal strip on uh, desktop takes three strips basically stacked on top of each other on mobile. So, you know, if you have an SEO focused site or if you want to have those 500 words minimum on your homepage on mobile, that's going to be super scrolly. So you have to find a balance between the content that you're providing the person who is visiting your site, meaning, hey, I need to hear your demos. That should be front and center. And satisfying the algorithm, which needs the text on there, put the text a little bit lower down. But then text does, location does matter, just like real estate. The higher up the text is on the page, the more uh, important it is from an algorithmic standpoint. So, so you, you can't wanna... just bury all the text at the bottom then and keep. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, wow. They really have you. <laughs> they have you. <laughs> you know, put like a little, like, oh, that's the thing about the bio. People start in and they they write, they're like, oh, I need to add words to my my page. So they start off talking about how, you know, at the age of six, it was the first time I got on stage and I knew I wanted to do something with my voice or with acting or something. And they give the backstory first and then they end with, and by the way, I do VO. Right. Start off with your VO stuff. Start off with what you can provide. You know, what, what benefits do you offer? Mm -hmm. What can you do? Descriptive of your voice. Things that are important for a talent seeker. So if anybody reads it, they're reading what's important to them. And also from an algorithmic standpoint, it's higher up on the page. It's the most important thing. It's getting attributed more, more to those words that you're using. So start off with that. There's so many rules. There's so many rules. It's so crazy. Changing. But <laughs> yeah. I think 
a lot of voice actors, particularly ones that are building on their own, and I see it all the time because one part of what I do with people is help them go through some of the content on their website from a marketing standpoint, not from a design standpoint. And I always pull up the website on my phone. And my biggest pet peeve is trying to fill out a stupid web form on your site on my phone that has tiny little boxes that just, and that's why I tell everybody, give me your email address so that it's clickable. Yeah. Because if I can't just click your email address and it just pops up my email software, if you're going to make me sit and fill out your dumb little form that, and, and not all of them are bad, but some of them are, you've yeah. probably already lost me, right? Yeah. If yeah. I if I have to go searching on my phone to find your demos, you've probably already lost me. If your demo player doesn't work on an Android and an iOS and a whatever, like, you know, you, you've probably already lost me. So there's so many things that... We have to take into consideration. I guess that leads me to the next question, although I think maybe we just answered some of it, but there are a lot of VOs that are bootstrapping their business. And obviously one of the areas they try to save money on is their website, right? Everybody goes and signs up for Wix or what's the other one, Squarespace, or, you know, some of them are brave enough to attempt to learn uh, WordPress, but low cost or no cost design for their website. What are some of the problems? What are some of the big problems that you think voice actors encounter in doing it this way? Is is it a lot around just design and mobile friendliness and, and keeping the Google bots happy? Yeah. So I think, you know, there's there's definitely a space for those platforms because some people do great with those platforms. If you, some of those, I don't remember which ones, but some of them, they make you do a mobile site, mobile version, and then a desktop version. So you have to kind of do double the work um, as opposed to just building one site that conforms to um, that's mobile responsive, tablet responsive. And then some of those sites on tablet, they don't work well. So they don't have the in-between. Also, when so if you're really good, you're techie, you know, you love to design, I think those, those different platforms are great. You can do it yourself. You feel like you have control. You don't have to depend any, on anybody else. But you might bang your head up against the wall, and then you might call somebody like us if that's the case. You know, it mm-hmm. depends on what you're comfortable with. And also, you know, from an SEO standpoint, before Core Web Vitals, it still was better if you built your own site because you can you can basically call in all this what we call bloat code and with one line of text and with these site builders, say you have 20 fonts to choose from, it's going to pull in all 20 fonts even if you're only using one and the algorithm has to sift through all that before it actually gets to your content. If you're just doing a one-page site that's an extension of your business card, and it has really nice branding, it's got your demos front and center, then great. Those platforms are, you know, and you're comfortable, those are great to use. Depends on what you're comfortable with. What are your goals? Is it SEO? If SEO is the route, then don't do it that way, probably. That would not be my recommendation. I know that one of the reasons why a lot of voice actors do this on their own is because they automatically assume they can't afford to get somebody else to do it for them, even though they haven't necessarily done the research or or don't know, you know, I give the example once upon a time when we used to be able to travel. I mean, as a Canadian, <laughs> we used to be able to travel. It's been a while, been like two years, but I used to upgrade myself to first class all the time. And I've talked about this in one of the presentations that I would do, uh, one of my regular talks. And it'd be like, and I could upgrade myself lots of times. I could upgrade my ticket to first class for like 150 bucks. And that blew people's mind because they assumed that a first class ticket was like thousands of dollars more, but they never actually did the research, right? They never actually Mm -hmm. asked the question. I think we do the same thing with a lot. So from a website standpoint, 
I think getting one done, even a basic one that's done right and done well, and that that matters, right? Because if you do your site for free, but it doesn't have the mobile friendliness, it doesn't have the responsiveness, it doesn't have some of the things that the that the Google bots want to see or whatever, you're kind of working against yourself at that point. So give us an idea, and, and, and no, nobody's going to hold you to anything, we're not making quotes here, but what is a reasonable or fair cost that a voice actor could expect to have even a basic site done for them? Yeah, a basic site can be done under $1,000. So um, that includes design, developing some sort of look that matches your your vocal profile and getting it built, at least with us. I don't know with, with others, but under $1,000. You know, and I look at it, it's it's kind of like your, your, it's part of your marketing strategy. It could be you put money aside for marketing. Hey, it could be put towards a website. Now, if you were talking about SEO and you said, hey, I'm going to put $1,000 aside for SEO, I'd say spend that money somewhere else because that's just not enough to move the needle. So Wow. $1,000 is not enough to move the needle on SEO. No. That's good to know. What does it take to move the needle on SEO? Um, I would say voice actors that are working with us, they spend anywhere between 500 to eight or $9,000 a month um, on SEO for VO. Eight so, or $9,000 a month. A month. On SEO. Yes. This is important for people to hear because it it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Are you going to build your site to actively market it or passively market it? And everybody wants a passively marketed site because it means they have to do less work. But are you willing to spend eight or nine thousand dollars a month in order to have a successful passively marketable website? That is an SEO website. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm not. Okay, well, then I guess you're going to be actively marketing your website. So let's build your website in such a way that you can actively market it. That kind of makes the decision for a lot of people right there. Yeah. Hey, go get that playbook. <laughs> wow. That's, I had no, I mean, I knew SEO. I knew it was, I knew it would cost money. I had no idea that it was like eight or $9,000 a month that people are spending. But the other thing you got to remember too, particularly in our space, and I know every industry has its own, but in our space, we're competing against Fiverr and Voices mm-hmm. and One Two Three and some of these big sites that that are spending a crap ton of money, which is why they come up, you know, in the top three or top four or top five results, no matter what voiceover term that you're competing against. And so it's really hard for an individual voice actor to compete against a company like Fiverr, who has like you know an unlimited bankroll at their disposal for all intents and purposes. From an right. SEO standpoint. So it, it makes it really tough to do. It's not impossible because we've done it. <laughs> it's not but, impossible. But be strategically, right? Like you said, yeah, picking sure. what's a very specific term that you would like to be found for, not just voiceover or voice actor or professional voice actor, but you're saying like guy next door voice or warm, friendly mom voice, or I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're talking about things like that, right? Like yeah. really specific search strings that people might be looking for. Yeah, and those are actually much easier to go after than just commercial voiceover. Yeah. So definitely, if you don't have content on your site, meaning you haven't written content or hired somebody to write content, and you're not actively adding to your site, then, again, don't put the money towards SEO. Uh, write content. Build up your site. And then once you start ranking for words, meaning you're somewhere, you're ranking for something somewhere. Then you can analyze what those terms are. Then you can start building a backlink portfolio and spend your money on that. 
Because, you know, writing for SEO is very different than creative writing. Again, those headings are important, even when you're blogging. You want to make those strategic. And if you're going to hire somebody to do the writing for you, that can get very expensive. And, you know, that's where part of that budget goes that we were yep. talking about, that $8,000. Because people yep. just either they don't have time or they don't like it. Yep. Me, take my pinky finger before you make me write articles all day long. I don't like it. <laughs> it's yep. not for me. <laughs> you know, I'll go over it. I'll make sure it's good from an SEO standpoint. I'll give you tips. I'll tweak it. Don't ask me to write it. <laughs> yep. So I hear you. Yeah. So just to, to go back to, because we, we got a little sidetracked there with the with the yep. SEO budget, which totally blew my mind. But we're saying for under $1,000, you can get a professional website built that looks mm-hmm. good and, and does the most important things that it needs to do. And I want to just touch on that because if you're, let's say you've gone out and, and you've bought a couple of demos, so you're at mm-hmm. five grand, and you've bought a microphone and an interface, and you've set up some sort of home studio, so you've spent you know another couple thousand dollars on all of that. So you know you're you're seven thousand, you're anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars into your business at this point, and then you're going to go build your website on GeoCities, which mm-hmm. I know that nobody knows what that is, but you know what that is, but. It's this idea that you've gone out and you've spent all of this money to, to build a professional business, but then when you go out and you build your own website and you're not a website designer, and look, most of us are not designers. We're just we're just not, and we're too close to our own stuff, right? So what we think looks good, we, we only see it through our eyes. We don't see it through everybody else's eyes. But now you spend all this money, you've got these demos, you've got this studio, and then you're actively marketing your website, and people are coming, and the first impression is, this looks like it was built by a fifth grader. And maybe I shouldn't even say that because there's probably fifth graders out there that build amazing websites. This looks like it was built by a kindergartner, right? And so now all of the money that you've invested in your demos and your studio and and your equipment and all that sort of stuff, you just flushed it down the toilet because you made a bad first impression on your website. And so, yeah, and also for agents, yeah, agents want to see nice looking sites, or they're going to think, "Are you doing this in your basement? Are you, you know?" Once an hour, once a day. When you think about it from that perspective, it's like, okay, if I've spent this much on the demos, the coaching, everything that goes into it, honestly, at this point, another $1,000 to make all of that stuff look amazing, it's actually a pretty good deal. I mean, when I think about it from that regard, you know, I mean, you guys built my site. I love my site. It looks so much better than anything that I ever had before. And I did build my own website for a long time. Now, I spent money on buying premium themes and I was fairly proficient in WordPress and all that sort of stuff. But there was a lot that I didn't know. I mean, crap, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I learned today that I didn't know. So there's so much that goes into this that it's absolutely worth having the conversation. So with everything that we've discussed, what do you think is the number one mistake that you consistently see voice actors making on their websites? Burying the demos. Have pro demos made and don't bury them and make them downloadable because casting directors, producers, they're not just listening to you. They're listening to lots of other talent and they want to be able to download them and listen at the end of the day, the end of the week and, you know, call back some folks. Maybe you'll be one of them. But if you don't have downloadable demos, you're out. And also when you're labeling your demos, when you have before you upload your demos, your file name. If it doesn't have your name in it, how are they going to call you back? If it's labeled commercial demo version one, great. I've listened to it. I want to call you. Who are you? Now I have no idea who you are. You're on my desktop. I don't know who you are. So make sure you label your demos 
and make them downloadable. The downloadable thing is so key. Like literally a couple of weeks ago on a Friday evening, I had a client reach out to me from a different time zone where it was not unusual for them to be working at that point in time. And like, Mark, we really need to find a voice for a, a thing. Can you can you help us? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, no problem. But I knew that, you know, Friday evening on the East Coast, I'm not going to email a bunch of people and get any responses back at that point. So I just started going through a whole bunch of voice actors' websites, and I was going to download demos and then ship them all off to the client. And I could not believe how many people I went onto their website, and I could not download their demo. And so they missed out on that potential casting from me because I could not download their demos. And so that is an absolutely valid point, making sure that they are downloadable. And the naming, one of the things that I've seen some voice actors do, and and it actually got me thinking, I need to go back in and do this. If you take your demo and dump it into iTunes, for example, you can put in, I guess it's the meta descriptions, right? So like the name, the artist, the title, the album Yep. whatever you can you can add artwork to it and i've downloaded some demos from voice actors before that when you download the mp3 it actually pops up with artwork that's got some of the maybe it's got them or their contact information on it uh, and then some of their their other information is in that meta the meta yeah. tags so that's yeah. a, a really smart way to do it as well which is something i had never thought of i've done it from my podcast for new episodes of the podcast had never thought to do it from my demos so i know that's something i need to go back and do yeah. all right karen so Somebody wants to get in touch with you. Voice Actor Websites offers a lot of different services. SEO, obviously, is one of them. You also do website design. What are some of the other things that you guys offer? Because I know there's a lot more to it than just building websites. Yeah, we do basically anything that's digital marketing. We can do social media stuff for you. Uh, SEO, I guess, is the big thing that people call us about besides building their own sites. Uh, Marketing. Anything that's digital marketing related, we do. Anything that's digital marketing. I will say, you know, full disclosure, Karen built my website. I love it. I'm thrilled with it. We didn't even do, we didn't really do a focus on SEO. I mean, you did what you do with building a regular website, but I've already had more walk-ins from my website than I ever had before. And so, I mean, for me, absolutely worth it. So voiceactorwebsites.com, correct? Yes, correct. Voiceactorwebsites.com. Go send an email. Do you guys offer consults, like free consults or anything like that? If somebody just wants to have an initial conversation, see whether or not it's the right fit or give you an idea of what they want to do and and whether or not you can do it for them? Yeah, for sure. We have Paul who, uh, if somebody fills out a form on our site, he reaches out and he explains the process. He sees where you're at um, and he'll kind of walk you through what we offer and if it's a good fit for you, your budget and what you're looking to do. Perfect. All right. Check it out. VoiceActorWebsites.com. I will throw that link into the show notes so that you can find it there as well. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, Karen, I I know you're on socials. Where can we find you on social media? And I'll put that in the show notes too. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, basically. I don't have time for the others. Karen. (laughs) (laughs) You already don't sleep. So like how many more socials can you really do, right? There's no time for it. So, but I'll, I'll send you that info. Right on. I will put that in the show notes. Well, Karen, thank you so much for everything that you have shared. Uh, there's there's a lot to learn. I'm still I'm still sitting here like $8,000 a month on SEO. Oh my gosh. It's got to be working for you, I guess, though. If you're willing to spend that kind of money, it's got to be making a difference. But it, it is very eye-opening that SEO for a lot of voice actors, it doesn't mean ignore it, but 
Maybe not necessarily the most realistic approach to take when it comes to your website and how you plan on actually marketing yourself. Yeah. Baby steps. Right content, right content, wrong con- right lots of content. One day, it'll turn into an SEO site. Then you won't have to invest nearly as much money. We're going to have a whole new series of blogs starting after this podcast. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, Karen. your workload. <laughs> yes. Thank you for All your right. time and thank you for the information that you shared. I really, really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. The two things that I took away from this episode were, number one, leave your website design to the professionals. Yes, you can do it for yourself. Yes, you can do it for free, but it's probably not going to be as good, and it may actually be harming your efforts, not helping them. So getting the professionals to be a part of that process is absolutely worth it. And it was a lesson that I learned the hard way because I did my website on my own for a number of years before I finally got smart enough to realize, you know what? I probably shouldn't be doing this. And after I handed it over to voice actor websites, honestly, there was a part of me that was kicking myself for not doing it like five or 10 years sooner. The other thing that I learned from this episode was Wowzers is SEO ever expensive. So if you have been holding out hope for an SEO based marketing strategy where you just sit back and work just comes walking through the door, I think you probably learned a few things from this episode, which will hopefully get you a little bit more focused on being more proactive in marketing your website, driving your own traffic to your website, making sure that you are sending people to it every single day, whether it's through email, through social media, however you do it, but driving traffic to your website every single day to listen to your demos, because that is probably going to be the more realistic option for most of us myself included, for sure. But hopefully you've got some really actionable, practical strategies that you can take away from this episode. I do have one favor to ask if you enjoyed this episode with Karen from Voice Actor Websites. Would you please share that you're listening in your Instagram stories? Tag me, at Mark Scott, and tag Karen, at Karen B. Live. And I will post those two Instagram handles in the show notes. But I'd love to know that you were listening. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. As always, every episode of the podcast available online at vopreneur.com or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.